Hey, this is Tally. And this is Sarah with Namaste and Rosé. And we're not just another yoga podcast. Really, we are two friends doing handstands, drinking wine, and spilling stories about the darker side of yoga. So pour yourself a glass of Rosé and listen if you dare. Welcome to Namaste and Rosé, a yoga rant podcast. There we go. Oh, now it is. Okay, you got to open up another one. <laughs> don't have any more. Thank God. Oh, stop so talking you, shit about this. Are you kidding? You're drinking a Bud Light seltzer. You know, and when I opened it, it just all over the microphone, but it's it's such a refreshing lemon lime flavor. As one does when you drink Bud Light. <laughs> It's a, a Bud Light seltzer. So they're on the, they're the smart. They're getting smart and like, uh, appealing to a base that they never appealed to. Oh, I was going to be like, uh, white trash. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just saying like, uh, people not drinking as much beer anymore or, yeah. you know, I mean, and no, it's easy to make. This, this was a, an impulse purchase because clearly I buy. Yeah. I buy, there's a couple of like the organic seltzers that I drink. And then I, I really like the truly seltzer because they have a, they have a pineapple flavor and they have a passion fruit flavor, which, you know, is my all-time fave. And so, uh, my friend owns like a, she owns a store she owns a, a campground and it has a store at it. And so they have a liquor license to sell booze and it, the campground's closed. So I have a key and we just go in and open it and take booze out of the fridge whenever we want. Mm. And, um, so they didn't, you know, they're all done with the Trulies, and this is what they had left. It was either this, or I was going to have to drink like a 40 of, you know, like a giant 40 of old English or something. So I went with this. Ooh, oh, e. that's some good mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So it's not Rose. I apologize. I drank the pink one already. So <laughs> what's the pink flavor? I don't remember. I think watermelon, maybe cherry, probably. No, it was not that boring. I don't like cherry anything. So no, mm. it wasn't, it wasn't cherry. But then, um, that one's green. So I'm assuming it's lime. It's lemon, lime, lemon, lime. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, no, I'm not an avid Bud Light seltzer drinker. Let's just put that on record but she's drinking it as I chug it on. Um, it's just so refreshing. It's like 70 degrees outside. I don't even live in Montana anymore. It's like, whoo, paradise. <laughs> I'm freezing. Oh, I don't know. Hi, why. Tally. Hi, oh, hi. Hi, hi Sarah. Hi, hi Tally. <laughs> Hello. Is this thing on? Y- yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You said you're freezing that I, I talked right over it. Sorry. As you do. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a tea. <laughs> is it pink? Is it what? Pink. The tea? No. Yeah. yeah. No, the tea is not. Oh, pink. we're really failing at this, uh, rosé thing. Well, rosé is just a metaphor for many things. It doesn't have to be literal. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a metaphor for our dumpster fire of, a. Oh, what? I was going to say life. It was a metaphor for life. Like pop yourself open a rosé and kick back and enjoy life. Hey, you're yelling into the microphone and it's not even, it's like beyond your pops. I'm the sorry. Popping. This is the first time I've been drinking in like <laughs> I see 
(laughs) calm down. No, it's not. You just, when you got back, when you were in um, Costa Rica. Yeah. I've been hitting it hard since then. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm drinking a tea and it's almost gone, but. So can I tell you that I am obsessed with this new tea thing? I actually have to scoot away and get it and show it to you because it's so amazing. What is she going to bring us folks? She's on fire. She can't sit down, which is normal, but dude, this is tea. It comes in like a jam jar. I thought it was jam. Yeah. I got all excited that I was buying like a honey citrus ginger jam. Yeah. And then I tried to put it on toast (laughs) and then realized it's tea and it's delightful. Wait, I need more information. It's, uh, it's the size of like a Costco chick, uh, pickle jar. Can you see in there? Yeah. It does look like it's like a peach. It looks like peach preserves or something. Right. And it smells amazing. And it's sliced citrus, ginger extract, honey, and sugar. And then it's also got vitamin C in it and purified water. It's the fucking shit, man. It's legit. But and it's like chunks of the like grated citrus. How is it tea though? Well, you put it in hot water and it dissolves. Well, <laughs> yeah, I get that part. I, I guess, uh, I would be surprised that you wouldn't be able to spread that on toast. I mean, I did. Yeah. I don't see how you Huh, that's interesting. So then it's sweetened already with honey. It says you won't find a tea more superior with a marvelous taste and fragrant fragrant smell. It actually says smell. It doesn't say scent. It says smell. Mm, I prefer scent. Smell is like, smell is bad. Scent is good. I know. I think that I needed to help them with marketing. Where are they from? It's a product of Korea. (laughs) Where? Oh, okay. They're from, okay. What's it called? What are they called? Uh, Balance Grow. It's uh, Bio Port Korea Inc. <laughs> it's probably, you know, full of pesticides, but I don't know. Where did you find that? I got it at Costco. That's why wow, it's- see, that's why it's big. It's like Costco sized pickle jar. <laughs> it's the size of my head. And you know, I have a small head. No, no, it's bigger than your head. Oh yeah. No, it's a little bigger than your head. Exactly the same. I think. <laughs> it weighs more than my head. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Two kilograms. Interesting. 70.55 ounces. Huh. And that's me setting it down. Yeah. Interesting. So welcome to Namaste and Rosé. We talk about Bud Light, Seltzer, and tea. (laughs) And that's it. Yep, we're done. And how old we are and our body changes. Oh. Oh. Uh, the big change, the big change. Oh. Are we going to have, are we going to have one of those conversations anytime soon? I hope not. I haven't. I hope not. Well, I don't think I've told you, I don't think we've discussed, uh, my new glasses. Well, I feel like you sent me a picture of them a while ago. Oh no. What they are. They are not just regular glasses. Oh, you have bifocals. Don't you shut your face. They're not called that anymore. They're called progressive Nope, nope, nope. That's like a liberal way of saying bifocal. <laughs> well, and they, I guess they technically are not bifocals because it isn't just a one, two. 
I just, cause I was like, I don't know what you mean by progressive. I thought they were talking about the trans transition lenses from dark to light. And in- oh my God, will you please get those with the wrap around on the side? Like all the old ladies have in Florida. Yes, I have that actually. No, I, um, so then when they explained to me progressives, they tricked me at my appointment. And so, because they knew that I was dead set against bifocals and all that. And, uh, so they are progressives and there's like three different, um, waves of where I can look in Wait my Wait a glasses. second. Hold on. So when you read something, do you, do you tip your head down more or do you tip your head up higher? I tip my head up so I can look down. Oh my God. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need to pull my glasses off or lower them to read anything anymore. I just look down, (laughs) but now, um, getting down the steps or anything like that has been a challenge because if you just look down naturally, it's a little blurry if I'm just looking down at something far away. So I have to like actually put my head down so I can look straight at the ground in order to not fall on my ass, but my eyes, (laughs) they are adjusting to it, but I'm, um, although I was upset, I do have to say I can see really well. And, um, I also have, uh, tried out some contacts and they work too. So like one, one lens is, one like sees far and the other lens sees close up and then your eyes do a magic trick and you can see everything all at once. What? I know. So yeah. So modern optometry. I know. So it, what it is optometrist. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy how, well, now I don't want (laughs) to anytime. I don't, I've never understood the obsession of why people want to try on glasses of other people, but they do. So somebody would get a, a, like an eyeful for sure. If they tried on my glasses now, because of the three different levels of, well, I'm going to try them on immediately the next time I see you and you'll probably throw up because it's probably true. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And my, my son is like practically blind though. When I put his glasses on, I'm like, what? I feel like a mole. I'm like blinking into the data. <laughs> yeah. So that's my old lady story for the day. Oh, well, I think we need, I think we just need like an old lady corner in every single episode now. I think we do that already. Oh, (laughs) oh, (laughs) okay. Okay. I'm on it. I feel, I feel like we do. Mm, This tea's got me all nice and warmed up. Really? This Bud Light seltzer makes me want to burp right into the microphone. (sighs) Well, because I don't want you to be jealous. Yeah. Well, that's the, the thing with seltzers. I really like those or hard kombuchas and stuff, but They're so, so, so sparkly that it just, it kills my insides. Can I just say that when Jasper was little, he called sparkling water, spicy water. It was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Can I have some spicy water, please? I know. And I would also go to. (laughs) And you'd put like green chili in his water. Right. Right. I was just giving him some habaneros just to, yeah. to toughen, toughen that kid up. No. And then, um, there was also, I mean, kind of same vein of the conversation. I like, he's about to turn 17, believe it or not. And so I'm like That's going crazy. through all this, like reminiscent, Oh, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he also, we would go, to, <laughs> I, there was, <laughs> I lived in Baker forever in, in downtown Denver. And 
we had the drive through liquor store right there. And so mm-hmm. I would go drive on through and get a bottle of wine and he would always ask for kid wine. And that was always the sparkling apple juice. Oh yeah. You remember when he would call it kid wine? It was so stinking cute. I don't remember that, but I do know what you're talking about. It definitely made me not look like a great parent. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm great now. I'm certified by the state. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds that sounds funny. Yeah, that sounded wrong. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> licensed. There it is. Licensed. Okay. Yeah. That's more official than certified. I'm certifiable. Yeah. yeah. Not like, oh, she's crazy. Let's uh make sure she is able to take care of children. Is right. how that came out initially. No, I mean, they literally, gosh, the foster system is so messed up and they I, I mean, they seriously want to like throw kids at me. I just had a, an emergency placement recently and my poor little kiddo came in high on heroin and meth. And if mm. you, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen an adult come down from heroin and meth. You don't want to see it in a baby. Oh my it God. was so depressing and it was awful. And he was a nightmare because he was just so uncomfortable. And it was like five days of pure hell. Well, of, of course. Screaming baby. And you know, he had a headache, you know, that that's what the the gal at the doctor, she's like, Oh, he's probably, he's probably got the worst fucking headache he's ever, you know, anyone's ever had it. And he had the shakes. It was like the saddest thing. And all he wanted to do was be held. But then when you'd hold him, he like, didn't, you know, like his skin was like crawling off of him and he would like scratch me and like try to pull. It was awful. (sighs) But, um, we got through that. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, you, you don't even know that that kind of stuff exists. And then you, Mm -mm. and somebody was telling me, they're like, God, do you remember watching train spotting like 20 years ago or 25 years ago? And mm-hmm. like that whole movie, you're like, you know, it was kind of almost laughable at how fucked up the people were in that movie. But now I'm like, whoa, that's like real. That's not yeah. Well, they made cool. it cool looking. Train spotting was cool. Right, right. Cause heroin's awesome. Well, but the way, you know, it was just like glorifying drug use them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm sure if I, I haven't it must seen have it. been, wasn't it like British? Wasn't it like yeah. a British? Yeah. So yeah. they were, it was really the accent that made it cool probably. Well, and they were all like, you know, punk rockers and stuff. So it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't remember, but mm. yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I remember I do like the soundtrack, but yeah. Oh, the soundtrack is awesome actually. Yes. And then there's uh, what's spun I think was one. That was an American. I don't know. There were just a bunch of like tr- glorifying the drugs. Uh, you know, SLC Punk, I think, came out around that time. Well, the Spun movie is not glorifying. Oh. Yeah. And it's about meth. And it's it had Brittany Murphy in it. And oh, I feel like I never watched that, but I always thought her head was too big for her body. But um, that is, <laughs> you know, like corgis, their legs are too small. I, like, yeah. What? Well, she was super cute and clueless. Like she was very proportionate and clueless. And then she lost a ton of weight and looked all gangly and scary. And I was like, you were so beautiful. Like, why did you, you know, stop eating? Hollywood pressures. Ugh, the pressure. Um, Yeah, I would, I would, well, I mean, it's, I I wouldn't really recommend the movie. It's oh. just, you no, know, it's crazy. watch it. And then I call you crying tomorrow. E- yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, Oh, John Leguizamo, I think is in it oh, as well. I, 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 I know, I know I do too, which is one reason why I watched the movie, but, 
um, it's definitely, it's all about, uh, meth addiction. And I mean, they probably did glorify, I don't know. I don't remember. It came out a you long know, time ago, but all I know about, I mean, I've actually done a lot of extensive research on meth addiction, just from, you know, having these kiddos and raising kids that are born on meth. And I have to say, like, uh, you don't need to know anything else about meth other than the fact that it, it allows you to just abandon your children. Like if, if that mm-hmm. is what you're into, like it's a powerful drug. I can't, you know, like as a mother right. people leaving the hospital hours after they give birth, like, I just can't like, you know, my baby, that's how I got him. And, um, it's just unbelievable. Well, yeah. that's just addiction, you know, like you don't care about anything else. So that's the scary part about any addiction is that's all you want. And you don't care about anything, but the next, next time you can, I do just it. don't know how you don't care enough about another human to say, I have a serious problem and all I want is this fix. And I don't give a shit about these tiny babies that need my help. I mean, to the point where I've ruined their lives by I know doing this, their entire, my entire pregnancy. I'm not selfish. You know, it is a selfishness because there's, it's not like there's not anywhere to get help. And I, I see it firsthand that these people have more ability to get help than your regular person on the street. Like, honestly, that's kind of, that's part of the problem perhaps that, I mean, until these women are pregnant, they can't get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. I don't know but it's completely free for them to go get help, but they don't want the help because you're addicted. Yeah, no, but I don't know. It just, it, there's gotta be a point where you're like, yeah, I haven't, I have a problem. Like not if you're, yeah, I have seven kids. I don't have custody of all of them. And I'm only 30. Mm, I think that maybe she knows they know. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an addict addiction counselor, but um, that's the biggest thing. I shouldn't be shaming it because I know that all, like all sorts of like, you know, deep, deep stuff occurs, like of why people turn to addiction. So I'm not trying to make light of it, but yeah. Uh, you know, generational abuse and, and things, but I just feel like if, when you find out you're pregnant, you're like, Oh, I'm so addicted. All I want to do is do this, but I know I have to do this or for God's sake, go to the doctor, (laughs) you know, like, take care Mm -hmm. of it. It just, I don't understand. Yeah. That's why we're not addicted to anything because we can't understand it. So it's, it's hard for us to put ourselves in that position and to understand why or where that even starts, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Where does it like how it even starts to get into that? So I don't know. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting to have like an addiction, or like somebody who was addicted, like what they, I don't know. I, cause I've never, I don't, I don't understand that. Like I thought I was addicted to chai <laughs> <laughs> and was worried that that I, was the whitest. I know. Oh, I know. And <laughs> was really worried that I had a caffeine and not just a caffeine addiction, but like a chai addiction and they didn't yeah. want it. So I stopped drinking it for a long time and was wondering if I was going to get withdrawals or anything. And I didn't, cause I really wasn't addicted. I just like right. drinking. <laughs> so and like, I just don't have like, that. Okay. I, yeah. I could stop. Okay. Yeah. And I don't have that addictive personality. Like, you know, I was like, I think I'm addicted to tortilla chips and I stopped 
drinking or eating tortilla chips for like several months because I thought I had an addiction to tortilla chips. Like, yeah, another, I completely hear you, but I think (laughs) I, I know I don't have an addictive personality. I should. Yeah. I mean, I really don't like, I can stop and start whatever. Like I don't really, I could care less about drinking obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, I do struggle with food and I, I struggle hard with food and, you know, I've done a lot of therapy and counseling around it. And the, the, the thing with food is it's, it's the one thing you can't stop, you know? And so, yeah, you have to eat. Yeah. My shame around eating things. And then, you know, when I'm, I'm such an active person that I've always, and I've, I've been an athlete most of my life. And then, you know, I could eat whatever, I wanted and, and it was fine. But when you stop working at that level and then you still eat at that level, you know, that was a, that was a big, that was a big problem for me. I think that was me too. When I was, I was, I've never been athletic and only since I moved, you know, I've been in Colorado for 20 years. So I've definitely have been athletic on some capacity since like riding bikes, snowboarding, hiking and stuff like that, but outdoorsy, that's what they call it. Yeah. But like working out and stuff like that was never really my thing until like a few years ago when I did start working out and did, you know, I still eat healthy, but it's definitely those, um, like I still eat. And I know we've talked about this before. Like I still eat as if I worked out like I used to, and that is no longer working for my body because I'm not working out like I used to. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm picking it up again, but I'm also several years older and it's just, just a couple. Not this, just yeah. A couple. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like what three maybe. And so it's definitely not, I have to change things. Like yesterday I had a, like a gooey, yummy grilled cheese sandwich oh, and I know, but I can't, I just can't anymore. I my know. Body, I hear you. My body was just, it was gurgly and like just greasy feeling. And I felt awful. I mean, eating it, it was amazing, but God, all I want is a grilled cheese right now, <laughs> but it's like, I can't, I can't have that. Or like, a bean and cheese quesadilla, something that I could like eat mm, every yeah. single day of my life, which I have, but lathered in hot sauce with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, my body doesn't feel good anymore with it. So today I had a salad with like, you know, just like fresh vegetables and I feel amazing and great. And that's what my body is craving right now. Maybe I can go back to a gooey grilled cheese, but, um, I don't know. I don't think so. Like everything's kind of changed. Well, it's probably not changing. I'm listening more. Like now it's, it's more in tune, the older we get, like, I'm yeah. like, I just wish that I had this like wisdom about my body and my manifestation powers and everything. You know what I mean? Like everything that you and I have quote unquote control over now, it's yeah. like, why didn't somebody like just flip a switch on us when we were 25? Because we're not supposed to know those things when we're 25 and we're supposed to learn like, that's why we have it now is because we've learned through the process over these years. And that's, what's giving us that identity now and that mysticism and wise woman and all that other stuff is because when you're 25, you can eat a grilled cheese, slam a Bud Light seltzer, and then go eat like nachos and go dancing all night and feel amazing and not gain a fucking ounce. No, no, not gain, not gain the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not like killing your, I swear to God, I kill myself working out. Like, 
And yeah. it, you know, I, I kill myself working out because I love it. And honestly, you know, what's really interesting is I, I can't not work out. I love it so much, but since I got back from Costa Rica, it's been two weeks. I've been on my Peloton once and then I've done one strength workout. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep in yeah. and sleep is more important to me right now. So I'm focusing on the sleep aspect and like bubble bath aspect of my life. I don't see that's, know what it is. That's healthy too. We always equate exercise with health and which, which guy we, we are rambling y'all, but this is kind we of don't ramble. What are you talking about? This is also part of, we're kind of also segueing in like you, you working out it's it's just like that association with that's healthy but so is sleeping and so is taking care of yourself and having a bubble bath and making yourself happy with the bubble bath and not though this is the part that we struggle with is not beating yourself up when you work out or or when you don't work out or when you don't go to a hot yoga class or a power yoga class or something like that. And And that's new for me. That is like me not beating myself up is so new. Yeah. I'm burping the microphone. Sorry. Cause you're a bud light. (laughs) Yeah. It's getting a little seltzery. Um, but no, I, I, I do, I, I get all this guilt and then I, I can only like have my smoothie and my salad. Like Tonight mm-hmm. I I'm doing like a little movie night pizza night with the kids. And I'm like, we're going to fucking put on sweatpants and watch a movie and eat pizza. Like, I mean, there's ice cream. I don't eat ice cream because I can't handle dairy and the pizza is going to be enough for me, but yeah, <laughs> we're like, going to do pizza and ice cream and yeah, it's going to smell real good in this house. But <laughs> I just, I, I don't feel bad about it. I also like, I I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little secret I have too. So before I went to Costa Rica, because I burned to a crisp every time, the first time I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of tanning and I hate tanning because I'm covered in tattoos and I don't want them to fade. And, but I also live in like the white frozen tundra right now. And I get seasonal depression, like really bad. And I don't notice that I do. It sneaks up on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, think, I think I might too, but living in Colorado and Montana, I feel like we're pretty blessed with not having, you know, yeah. like we do have the sunshine. It's not like the Pacific Northwest or anything. So exactly. I can't imagine, but yeah, I mean, there is some form of it. I noticed. No, you're right. You're right. It definitely, but like just having my body covered all the time, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, you know, layers and it takes like three layers to go outside because you're in, yeah. And you're inside more and it's sunny, but then you walk outside and it's like, Oh, it's, I mean, it was literally negative 37 the other day. And I was like, I mean, before I went, yeah. And then it was 20 degrees the next week. And I was like, Oh my God, it's like 60 degrees warmer. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Or did I do math wrong? It was like 50 degrees, 60 degrees. I mean, I remember going outside to feed my little, you know, feed my chicky chickies. And, um, they're all strutting their stuff outside. And I'm like, I'm like, dang, it's cold. And I walk outside and I'm like in a, you know, a sweatshirt and sweatpants. And I'm like, oh, my nose hairs aren't frozen. This is awesome. Nice. You know, but I can't remember where I was going. I'm sorry. Yeah. I cut you off with seasonal depression, (laughs) seasonal depression. No. So I, I, and I've been reading all this stuff about light therapy and UV rays and, 
And so another friend of mine, she was like, I get it too. Like, let's, let's go tan. And I was like, okay. And I'll just use my Costa Rica trip as an excuse. Right. So we went, you know, I mean, I literally sat in the bed for like five minutes and like, I didn't even change color really. Wait, like you were in a tanning bed. Yeah. I did a t- tanning bed. I know we'll talk about it. Okay. So I did this tanning bed. This place does it like by points. So you can just like go and like, you know, you spend $20 and you get like 20 tans or it's like a dollar or whatever. So I, um, I went in, did five minutes and I was like, I mean, I literally the rest of the day, I felt amazing. I was like, this is great. And then I, I did a couple longer sessions right before I went to Costa Rica so that I had like a little base. I didn't burn at all. I mean, I also lather myself in sunscreen and my tattoos are covered and all that, but I, I lathered myself in sunscreen. I didn't burn, you know, how remember in Bali, how I get like, um, the Indonesian Island chain, like across my forehead right. and I look like I have a dirty mustache because I freckle so bad. I mean, my freckles didn't go crazy. I mean, you can kind of see that I'm also tired. So I have bags under my ass, but, um, I didn't, I didn't get super crazy. Like, fr- I mean, I definitely got freckly, but it wasn't like that, you know, it wasn't like that unhealthy, like, Ooh, she got too much sun kind of a thing. And, um, I've been back for, you know, this is my second week back now, almost two weeks. And I started like going downhill again. I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, I have those points. So this morning I went and I went and tanned and I just laid in the bed and it was so warm. And I was like, this is amazing. And I, I got out and I've had the best day ever. Like I have energy. It's the weirdest thing ever. And it's, it, I don't know if it's real. Like maybe we should have a fact checker that like writes in, but yeah, I thought I also put sunscreen on when I go in there, but <laughs> Oh, do you? Okay. I, I cover my tattoos and then I um, put it on my face and my neck. Cause you know, we have these weird vagina necks that we talk about. <laughs> you don't No, my, I, you know what? Remember, didn't we talk about Kybella? I don't remember if, well, we did, but I don't think it was, I think we weren't recording. Cause I don't think you oh. wanted people to know. <laughs> I'm going to tell people I have been self-conscious of my double chin and I went and got two doses of Kybella. It hurt like hell. It's the worst thing on the planet. So if you're weak about that, don't do it. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Puffed up like a bullfrog and it's been like, uh, I mean, I did it originally in November. I did it for my birthday and then I did another dose in January and I, I feel like I look amazing now. Like my chin. Let me see. Turn to the side. Oh yeah. See a difference? Yeah. Are you just saying that? No, I do. I do. I was thinking about doing the plasma pen. Oh, tell me about that. Um, well, it's, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's a, it's, it's a pen made of plasma. No, it's, it looks (laughs) like little dot, almost like tattoo dots. So depending on where you get them, like your eyes, your neck or wherever. And it's supposed to kind of do the same thing as the Kybella. I'm, I'm researching both. Yeah. Um, so, and, and there's, uh, the person that with those Botox things that I told you about that yeah. I have like free, but she has, she has that there. So I'm going to, I'm just scared because I've never yeah. done anything like that. So I haven't, you know uh, what? It's part of my self-care now. I don't give a fuck. Like I, yeah. you know, we're talking a little about, about, um, Kind of like, yeah, the pressures of our industry and like the, dis- the, the disguise of health and wellness. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, spoiler alert, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, 
but I, you know, I remember not too long ago, it was actually like right before I got my very first Botox. So it was probably within the last like year and a half or whatever. Um, and I saw a post and it was like a picture of somebody who has effortlessly flawless, beautiful skin, no wrinkles. Like, you know, she grew up somewhere with, um, you know, like in the Midwest that had humidity, like it wasn't out West, like you and me, you know, um, here in Colorado and Montana where it's dry. And, um, she, she was, she's a yoga teacher and she posted this thing about, and it was like the shaming of like all natural, like I'm all natural, never have I had anything. And this is all like all natural beauty. This is what yoga does for you. Blah, blah, blah. And I just, I wanted to be like, bitch, please. Like, you know what I mean? So it like made me pause and feel like I was going to be judged for, for doing this. And I've had friends tell me like, Oh my God, I can't believe you would put that in your face. I can't believe you would do that. And it's like, but they're the, also the people that for the last year and a half, they haven't known that I've done Botox and they're just like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Like, you, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's so much shaming and it's like, you know what, if it makes me feel good, I'm not doing it for anyone else. Like, I just know that I've constantly been self-conscious of this, like these crow's feet on the left side of my face because I drive a lot and I get the sunlight from the car. And I've, I, you know, I lived in Arizona as a, or in my early twenties and didn't believe in sunscreen and just rode mountain bikes all day long. I don't want to, I don't want the weathered look when I'm right. like mid forties. And so that's what I'm trying to prevent. Well, and I think some of it is actually a good uh, preventative measure for um, uh, skin damage, like, yeah. um, uh, gosh, what's it called? Like the chemical peel and things like that. Exactly. And I do those. I used to in Denver, I did them for literally for 12 years. I did one a month because I, I, I was in a skin club. Yeah. I remember. And you wanted me to join and I had it done once before my re like high school reunion. Yeah. And I just thought that it was a kind of how I always thought a massage was that it was just a luxury item yeah. and that it's not necessary. But now that I've gotten older and I know that my body does need massages to help. And I know that that's coming from a privileged place too. Like I don't get massages all the time, but um, we're speaking from our own experience and we're two white girls that live in the West that, you know, like we're, we are privileged in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, for sure. We're not, we're, I guess we need to just preface this whole conversation from that, you know, we're able-bodied humans. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so I do want to kind of get more into massages once a month and do that, like have some sort of skin care routine outside of my own. Um, and I do have an appointment for a skin cancer checkup because I do have a few moles that are very, very concerning on my face. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, the same growing up in Texas, I used baby oil, so I don't use sunscreen, you know, it was, and just being out in the fields and stuff like that. Just like you turn dark. I do. Well, and that's the other thing as a white person, I tan. And so I don't always think about putting sunscreen on all the time, you know, Oh, I'm just going to be outside for an hour gardening and don't put sunscreen on for that. And I still have a hard time doing that, but and um, I religiously wear it every yeah. single day, winter or summer. I do like, I look at, I even have it sitting right next to me. This is ah. my one. Um, it's Andule naturals. Oh yeah. Yeah. I freaking love it. And I wear it all the time, all the time. 
I want to go back to a few things. So back to the tanning bed thing, you, I don't know that, does that have like a vitamin D filter in it? It does. It does. Yeah. Like I asked, I did all this research about it. There's different, like there's different beds that do UVA and UVB and yeah, it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong out there, uh, podcast world, but no, that, and I can't even tell you, like, if, if it doesn't, it is the best fucking placebo I can even imagine. Like it is so, I feel so good when Mm -hmm. I leave and and you know what? I always joke, I always joke around that tan skin looks, (laughs) it hides the cellulite better. And I fucking (laughs) feel beautiful. I haven't been working at it all, but I feel like I have a six pack because of the way that like the the shadows hit my stomach. That's awesome. I have been taking vitamin D lately. Has that helped? I think so. It takes a while to get into your system. So I don't know if I, if it's in my system yet or not, but, um, they, you know, I thought for sure, there's just no way in hell I could be vitamin D deficient living in Colorado. Like there's just no way, uh, but doing more research, it sounds like everybody on the planet is vitamin D deficient, no matter where you live. And, um, so it's like, okay, well it won't, it doesn't really hurt to take it. You can take an, like an extreme amount, but that's silly. Like, that's just not, you would have to take the whole bottle at once every day, you know? So, um, so I've been doing some vegetarian gummies and, uh, so hopefully that helps because I think Um, that might help with like sluggishness and, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it can't hurt, then why not take it? I haven't been tested for it. I just thought, and then just hearing more and more people in Colorado, they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, deficient in it. And I'm just like, but you're outside all day. How is that even possible? But it's because we wear, we protect our skin with sunscreen. We wear hats, we wear long sleeves. So we are deficient. Uh, so that I would look into maybe taking some vitamin D. I like the gummies just because I hate taking pills. Yeah. Vegetarian gummies are hard to find in, uh, Montana. Oh (laughs) yeah. yeah, I forgot. I'm like, I have to read the ingredients of everything. Everything has gelatin it, literally everything. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I have to be really careful, but, um, I will definitely look into it. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to be back in Colorado in a couple of weeks. So yeah, they, a whole foods has a, I don't know. No, it wasn't a whole foods brand. It was something, but it was really inexpensive. It's like $8 for a whole bunch of gum. And I take more than one. I I used to get all the Trader Joe's like vitamins because they were all the vitamin C at Trader Joe's. I used to get all the time and they were so delicious. I would just like eat them like candy. They're not supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they might have a D then I would check it out for sure. Yeah. Next time I'm there. So let's get down to business. Like, yeah, I mean, we've kind of already been on that path, but I know we've done a yoga body episode and I mean, I swear to God, our entire episodes, I feel like our entire podcast could just be Tally and Sarah talk about their yoga bodies. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So yeah, let's get rolling. (laughs) <laughs> and then we're quiet. I just pointed at it. That was funny. Um, I don't, I don't care who goes first. I know I have, I have one topic about this okay. that 
really irked me when I saw it on social media, but I don't know what you, we don't know Ooh. what each other has. So it could be, no, I know thing. mine's a secret too. So I want, I want you to go first since this is your idea and I'm really excited about it. And then okay. I thought I researched the wrong thing and you know, <laughs> we actually did a little tiny bit of research. Just a little bit. I do wish that I would have known. Um, I wanted to know a little bit more about the history of this. Oh, uh, I couldn't really find it was just all I could find was it was an ancient practice and who knows it, it could be, it could be, um, it went by another name in Ayurvedic traditions. Um, I find it to be dangerous. And I think that even though not, uh, although trying to be respectful of a culture, we always, we can learn and grow, you know, and we used to put leeches on our body for, medicine. So there, there's things that we should grow out of. And it seems like this is resurfacing. And I think it's in my opinion, uh, dangerous. So we are going to talk about, and I'm curious if you've ever heard of this. Um, so it is, uh, I'm waiting on bated breath. (laughs) Punjal Kriya. Punjal Kriya? Yes. Uh, It is a method where you wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and you drink a bunch of salt water and then throw it up to cleanse your body. And that just is... You're telling me that's like making a serious comeback. Yeah, there was, I guess it's more like, um, yes. Okay. I wouldn't, maybe not, maybe not a comeback, but it seems like it's becoming a popular thing to do. It makes, it makes bulimia completely. Okay. 100%. Thank you so much. Yeah. So this is, that was my first thought. So there, I don't even know if I'm following her anymore on social media and I've, I'm just like ready to not be on there at all anymore. Um, but there was, uh, this was back in November, this, you know, person pops up on my feed and says that she just had this most amazing experience and that she's been doing this every day for, um, a month or something. And, so I look it up. She, she starts talking about the pro, uh, the, the process and the benefits and I am just absolutely floored. So I immediately, so you're like, I want to do this. And then you realize that you have to throw up and you're like, I'm out. Well, I already knew that that had to be Whoa. the thing because I use a neti pot in the shower. And there's been a moment where it actually went down my throat yeah. and I've gagged because it's yeah. so much salt water. So I, oh, I do that all the time with an pot. I'm like, yeah. Or like if you, you know, when you swallow too much salt water in the uh, ocean, like you just immediately you're like, so, um, so I was like, what is she doing? Where is she going with this? So I wanted to, to do a little research about it. So I've been fuming (laughs) since November over it. Um, and I probably unfollowed her because I don't remember who I love it when you fume. What's that? (laughs) I love it when you fume. Oh, I just got so fumy. So, uh, the, so the benefits is supposed to be that it cleanses your body. Uh, and you do this in the morning on an empty stomach. Uh, I don't really want to say how to do it because I don't condone it. Um, 
So let's see, where is, I have benefits, removes indigestion, acidity, and gas from the stomach, eliminates excess mucus from the esophagus, helping to remedy a cough, a sore throat, asthma, bronchitis, and other respiratory elements. And I'm wondering if this became popular during, um, COVID stuff because of all that. Oh, to get, yeah. Okay. Right. And so, um, like I see where they're, where they're going with it Mm -hmm. and I can see how it would make sense 2000 years ago. Um, but science says otherwise. Uh, I I think my science says something else science. Uh, they do say if you, if you have health problems, don't do it. (laughs) Um, if you have stomach ulcers or asthma, don't do it. Um, I read there was like kind of a pro scientific, I honestly, I don't know. Um, or meant to look like a a peer revered reviewed paper. I'm not entirely sure it is, um, but it is from sciencedirect.com and it's talking about voluntary induced vomiting, VIV, uh, a yoga technique to enhance pulmonary functions in healthy humans. Um, I mean, I say let's ask the dentists because yeah, okay. they're the ones that are going to deal with the teeth, man. Well, I'm, and I'm that was. So- like, that's the one thing I don't think I could do because I am so, um, I guess what's the word, not shallow, but like, I love my teeth, man. I, there's no way I would do that. Well, outside of like all the other mental aspects of this with bulimia and things, that's that's also where I went was your, I mean, that's so bad for your teeth. That's absolutely horrible for your teeth. Um, but so it's just talking about, um, it's, it's, well, see, they, they don't say how long this has been around. So who knows, but it, it's a form of cleansing and, uh, that it's one of the six techniques to clean your body and regulate your mind. Um, I I'll go to the, <laughs> cause I don't really want to focus on positives because I don't it's saying that it regulates your mind is not the throwing up doesn't regulate your mind. I mean, that's, well, just, there's the sense of control, right? So yeah. Um, and why people would, would feel that, right? Yeah. It would be more of a feeling. Sure. I could see that. Uh, some people say, let's see, it can be done once a week or part of an occasional detox. It just, it bothers me because I, there are, better alternatives, I think. So, um, from mind body, uh, let's see from mindbodyhealthy.org, they discuss it as well. And, um, they talk about it, that it's used to, uh, purify your bodies. Um, and that you're supposed to do this every morning, uh, that it's supposed to remove excess phlegm and mucus from the stomach. Um, which, you know, when you're sick and you do have more than you should, I, I understand the wanting to get rid of it, but that's why you cough too. And, um, we need that as a lining it, you know, it's there, there for a reason. Um, so one, one thing they do say is that 
it protects the, the mucus protects the stomach, uh, from acidic juices. So it can digest food. Um, so quick question, is this from like an Ayurvedic tradition of yoga or is it, it said both, I, where was it that it said that it could have been that it's also from, um, shoot, what is it? Vama? Maybe I had that please, please hold. Okay. So this one on Yogapedia, which I didn't even know existed. What? You didn't yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it says Kunjal Kira is a clean cleansing technique used in Hatha yoga, okay. um, in the, uh, and in the traditional Indian healing system of Ayurvedic, but I thought I saw an, an actual name that it was called in that, but I don't see that. In, oh, Ama, there it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that, that it's removing partially digested food. Um, that's, that's so, that's kind of strange to me. Um, so yeah, so we need some of that mucus to protect our, uh, the acidic juices in our stomach. Right. Uh, and then, and then they go on to say mucus producing glands are found in the esophagus. And, uh, without that, um, the food won't slide down the passage easy. So mm. it's there to also coat the walls in that spot. Um, is it dangerous for your health? <laughs> oh, is that like actually a, a subtitle there? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> well, if, if that's a subtitle in an article about a health, a healthy thing, the answer is probably yes. Of course. So they do go into bulimia, um, mm -hmm. because habitual, Right. It's a control. <laughs> and then it also, you know, it, it kind of reignites that, that ability to do that for people who have suffered in the past for Absolute. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it feels like it's under, so under that guise of being a healthful yoga practice. Right. Oh, I'm just doing yoga. <laughs> right. And I feel like, you know, maybe do something like that once under a practitioner of this who you know, I don't, it's a fine line. Has literally all the credentials medically and otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, so also we, we talked about the teeth, like that's just woif, um, <laughs> woif. I don't know how to spell that. Um, also apparently when you do this often that it can give the appearance of like chipmunk, uh, cheeks, and because right. your glands swell. Yeah, any kind of inflammation is not good in the body. Right. But now looking back that I do know, uh, of a few bulimic people and their cheeks were always really puffy. And I just thought that was because there was just nowhere else for any of their skin to, to be like, I just thought that maybe right. it was because the rest of their body was so emaciated that their face was the only thing that kind of looked normal. Real. Yeah. yeah. But I'm um, now I'm wondering if it was this, the chipmunk appearance. Um, you can also, because you're getting rid of the mucus, you end up with more heartburn because of all Ugh. the stomach acid I'm getting heartburn, just thinking about this. And it could also lead to esophageal cancer. 
Nope. Nope. Hard pass. I know. So then let's see another thing. It says, well, and then it goes into, you could die too. You can. Oh yeah. That's a side effect. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I think what it is, is there's some people who, um, you know, you do it once a year or, and then you do it once a month and then you do it once a week and then you do it yeah. every day. And then that's, it. Oh yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. So, um, and they said that there, there's been no beneficial scientific, uh, evidence that this is a beneficial practice. Um, but there is an alternative and I actually, and I was like, oh gosh, and what is what I'm doing? the same thing and wrong. So like what, like neti pot or what? Yeah. So the alternative is to use a neti pot. So especially during cold and flu season. Um, and that's really helpful. Just don't swallow the water. Um, I love my neti pot. Yeah. I love it too. And it's, and it actually does help keep your sinus passages. So you want to prevent all of this from happening and you know, it's okay to have food in your belly. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I you, know, you had to say that, like, yeah, I know. So, well, you know, as a way that they were saying that you shouldn't have any food in your belly and it's like, that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Um, so as, so take precautions or pre, uh, preventative measures and use a neti pot. And what I also do in the morning is have warm lemon water with a little yeah. bit of Himalayan sea salt in it. And I thought, oh gosh, what about doing that? Am I causing the same thing? So that's what I do first thing in the morning for years, but it's not enough to make you throw up. It's your, I mean, it's like a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's An electrolyte at that point what's that? Like an electrolyte at that point. It's 100. That's exactly what it is. And there's, there's a lot of potassium and those salts in there actually help your body and you absorb it and you're not throwing it back up. So that's the other thing, everything that you're. Yeah. So if you throw up, you put too much salt in your lemon water. Yeah. I wouldn't do any more than a quarter or a, um, I literally do like a teeny tiny, like I mean, usually I have my grinder, so I just grind one little turn in it and it's done. Like I don't do anything crazy. That's what I do too. Yeah. Like a quarter teaspoon, like the teeny, teeny, teeny one, if you do any, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then some lemon, and that is going to be a great way to start your morning and you don't have to throw up. But now (laughs) with that, with the lemon and the salt, drinking it is also not good for your teeth. Yeah. Lemon really fucks up your enamel big time. Yeah. So, and I drink a lot of lemon water. When I was so. a kid. I used to literally eat lemons. I yeah. loved eating lemon <laughs> with salt on them actually. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. I ate it all the time, but well, they, so they do say that that is the better alternative for any type of, you know, getting your body ready for the day right. and, and and like, actually it Whatever really does. Ritual is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, it starts, it just jump starts your metabolism too. So, um, yeah, it's, like it was that. interesting. Uh, it was a very interesting, uh, research that I did on it because I, was just kind of dumbfounded that this is something that people are doing and that it's, uh, being called healthy 
and it's right. you know a bunch of well, let's let's like actually back up like for just one second and this is kind of where I, the direction I went I went a little bit more broad than you did on this topic that we talked about what I what I've noticed in yoga is that once people become their, a yoga teacher they're suddenly an expert in all things right I mean right. I think that's how we see this QAnon conspiracy thing going on that's how we you know that's how it's, it's continued to gather traction within our our sphere of of, of profession and yoga. Um, and it's this, it's this guys that, Oh, I've done the research. So I, therefore I know what's best. And now I'm suddenly a health coach or there I'm suddenly a fitness coach, right? I'm now a nutritionist. And I, you know, like I don't have any credentials. I think things like people selling things like beach body and advocate. I know you did beach body. I did advocate. And, but you know, both you and I have I mean, we have these backgrounds in yoga and I have a background in yoga and fitness. I don't have a degree in nutrition, but I, I recall when I first started doing Advocare many years ago was that I saw such amazing results. And then I started just letting, you know, the company or my, my upline was handing me like, Oh, here's a recipe list or here's this, or here's that. And it's like, and I took it at their word because I'm like, well, someone's coming up with this that has credentials. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, and I, I felt great. I was doing these things. I was making these little like peanut butter balls and eating them before I'd work out. And I was doing all sorts of things, which were uh, amazing and great for me. But, um, you know, like I was, I was taking fat burner and, and little did I know that fat burner actually later fucks your entire metabolism up so that you can't burn fat on your own. Oh no, I know. And I took, I took fat burners for probably two or three years. I remember those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, nobody's there to say, Hey, maybe you should just exercise. Right. (laughs) Yoga and eat moderately, you know, like in the end, that's all we can do. And when we look at people that are doing fitness competitions, you know, I've, I've always like thought that people that do fitness model competitions, just I've, I've envied their ability to be so disciplined. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I think it's amazing. I've seen um, incredible transformations in my friends who have done it both through their self-esteem and their bodies and their, you know, and it's a mind fuck for sure, because you have, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And it's like, oh, I can. I can lean out without drinking water for the next 24 hours, or I could lean out by, you know, skipping dessert or what, you know, that right. was obviously an extreme um, example, but no, I mean, there, you know, don't take the fat burners. Don't, you know, drink water, stay hydrated and see how, how you feel like, um, you know, this extreme athletism that has occurred over the last decade, I'd say decade or 15 years with, these tough mutters and, you know, I mean, Iron Man was really the first and then, and then these tough mutters and these warrior runs and uh, Spartan races and all these things that are occurring. And I think it's incredible that people are pushing their bodies to their limits and seeing what they're um, capable of, but it's being done under the guise of health and wellness. It's yeah. not being done under the guise of I'm going to see what my limits are because I want to see what my limits are. That's not healthy. That's yeah. That's mind control. But so is deciding that you're not going to eat for seven days. You know, that's mind control too. And, and someone who has really struggled with, with eating, I, I, eating is a control mechanism for me. 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm allowed to control it in certain situations. You know, I've told, I've talked my mind into, uh, you know, not anymore as much, but 
but when I struggle and, and that struggle is always there, it doesn't go away. But, but when I focus on it and when I, when I let that become the one thing that I can't control, um, or one thing I can control. And I, I think that that's what's happened with, with what we've said is health and wellness. You know, I think people start doing yoga because it makes them feel good. I was reading an article about a gal that, you know, she's like, Hey, I I'm, I'm heavier and I want it. I want my back hurts and I want to feel better. And she started doing yoga because her back hurt and her back stopped hurting. Like that's why we, that's why we practice asana. Yeah. And then she realized that she was getting other benefits. She was recognizing that, Oh, maybe I overeat and I am now more conscious when I eat. Now, being a conscious eater isn't going to mean that you're going to lose a bunch of weight or gain a bunch of weight or, or whatever it is that you're trying to do. But, but the intention is there, right? Right. So the intention with yoga, with every practice is consistency and that can, and I struggle with consistency, you know, it's a lifelong struggle, but when we, as, as professionals think that we can give out advice on things that have nothing to do with yoga. And that's the problem with yoga is it's, it's all encompassing. We, you know, yeah. it's, it's in the classroom, but you know, it's like, how many classes have you been to where it's like around the holidays and they're like, you're going to earn that Turkey. Let's do abs or whatever. I've been to so many power yoga classes and I'm like, fuck you. We don't do sit-ups in class. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me absolutely crazy. And then, you know, I go to yoga, like, like fit classes, like shape classes, um, you know, core powerhouses, yoga sculpt classes. I freaking love those classes. I am not under the guise in any way that those are not fitness classes. Right. Right. I'm being mindful in the way that I move with my fitness, but there's a lot of teachers that don't teach any of that. It's just like, okay, I'm doing reps on a yoga mat. That's literally it. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. The only thing that you're calling yoga is my yoga mat. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that, you know, maybe this is a longer discussion elsewhere, but I do see people do a lot of advice. Like you said, this was an Instagram star that you were following, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could remember who it was. She travels. I don't remember where she was at. She was in Thailand perhaps or something and just said that she was having this amazing experience and, you know, already quote unquote, perfect bodied. I was going to ask like, what, what is her body type? Is it what we see as the able-bodied white girl in her twenties or yeah. 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 Yeah, And and all her followers were like, what is this? That sounds amazing. Oh, okay. Let's go. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? But okay. So my question is this, did you get the hell out of that conversation or did you try to respond with, whoa, whoa, whoa. I left it. I'm pretty sure I just deleted it. And I think that's that's the hardest part though. Like, because I think people hide behind computer screens and people are nasty and mean. And sometimes I'll like make a good comment, like with intention of like, oh, Hey, that's not for me or whatever. Right. Or, Hey, like maybe really look into the benefits, but it's their page. And then you can get attacked from all sides. Oh, that happened to me about a week and a half ago. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah we could talk about that on the next one. I'm still oh. processing it. And I'm like, I'm so done with everybody. I'm just so done with it. It's like, we can't have conversations anymore. And there was, I was well anyway, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> so I'm good, huh? speechless right now, but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. And like the thing, 
when people did want my more of like a health expert advice for, uh, things like that, when I was doing beach body and like, no, I'm in the process of doing this with you. I'm just your, like your, I'm your cheerleader. And the only thing I did was take their, um, protein shakes, which actually even to this day, I still really like it made me gassy, but, um, I loved all the ingredients in there. And from our healthy, uh, way of eating, I liked all of the ingredients and I agreed with all of the ingredients. Right. Um, but I would never push that. I had the protein shake in the morning and that was it. I didn't follow up with like, you know, a fat burner drink and, a this drink, and then a nighttime drink to help you sleep or anything like that. I just left it as uh, at a uh, morning protein shake and then my workouts. And that was it. Right. And well, th- that wasn't it. I also had, um, like ate a certain way, like a little bit more on the, you know, greens side of things for well, vegetables, just protein. Eating, you know, exactly. Like, you and I are also not certified dietitians to like give people that advice now. Correct. You no, know, yeah. we've all heard, like, I, I mean, I do, you know, I live in Montana and when I, you know, I have a retreat that I do here and I'm really excited. I just booked it for the end of this year in September or no, I'm sorry. First weekend of October. And because we, you know, got canceled last year, obviously. And it is, it's amazing. You know, I feel like we've lived in a Colorado bubble. We've lived in a yoga bubble where we know what's good and what's not good for you. And Mm -hmm. I literally recently had a student say, like, come up to me and say, I feel really dumb, but I I have to ask this. She's like, what's a carb? Like what, what constitutes a carb? And to me, I was like, what? And she's like, um, well, everybody's doing these keto diets and everybody's doing this and that. And she's, she's healthy. Like I want to, I want to say that she's healthy. Um, she's a meat and potatoes girl. You know, she's like born and bred Montana. Like, so she doesn't really know anything else. You know, I brought, um, I brought some curry to, you know, to have her try one time. And she's like, oh my God, what is this? You know, like mm-hmm. she'd never had Mediterranean food before. You know, it's just, she didn't know what poke was. It's just, mm-hmm. I love it. I loved educating her about it, but, but, you know, she was just like, well, I, you know, my friends are saying I shouldn't eat carbs. So like, what, you know, what do I stop eating? And I, you know, cause she was worried about her weight and all that. And I was like, okay, first of all, we need carbs for brain function. <laughs> so let's start there. What, what people are confusing carbs with is starches like starchy, you know, sugars that, that things that break down into sugars. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's whole foods that you can eat that are like, you know, leafy greens and broccoli. And, um, I mean, I'm just not for any diet that restricts the healthy stuff. You know, it's like, I, I tried keto, um, because I wanted to see what it was like and I lost a shit ton of weight, but I wasn't allowed to eat like strawberries or like, you know what I mean? Like that's weird. Anything that, yeah. Anything that you, that cuts out something that's, that's inherently healthy for you, you know, like it's a good sugar. It's a whole food. Like, why can't I eat a strawberry? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can eat like fucking six pounds of bacon. All right. Yeah, that, like, that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. I mean, that's just Atkins diet in a new repack- form. <laughs> yeah. Repackage repurpose. Yeah. Well, we have to be, I think, more diligent about where we're getting our information. And as, as yoga professionals, 
we need to be more discerning on the things that we say in class or to our students or the things that we post, because I can't tell you, and I'm guilty of it. So I'm, I'm just going to say it like, you know, I love posting recipes, but I don't post the recipes of, Oh, you have to, if you have this once a week, you'll lose weight. You know, it's not like that. I love posting recipes because I love cooking vegetarian food that is healthy and nutritious and tasty. Because I think, especially in a place like this, which is like a meat eating capital is, um, you know, Montanans love their steak and they don't understand that you can have a full meal. You know, people are like, well, what do you eat? It's like, well, literally everything, but <laughs> right. wow. like, you know, like, but, but they don't put anything else on their plate. Yeah. You know, I get foster kids that have never seen a vegetable, never, wow. never seen a vegetable. They roll, they roll peas around on their plate and they're like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with this? You know? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So I- I think one of the biggest, uh, topics, and I don't know if you had any others to talk about with that, but that runs in the guise of under healthy uh-huh. essential oils. Oh, don't get me fucking started. <laughs> Which, you know, me, I have 8 million bottles of essential Dude, oils. I have like this whole shelf is covered in essential oils. Yeah. I love essential oils, but, but I'm not ingesting them. And to do nope. that is just, you know, one, one drop of just, just put the fucking real lemon in your water. Go get lemon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't instead that one drop from an essential oil, which you don't even know where it came from. Okay. Sure. It's third party tested organic, blah, 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 but there's no therapeutic grade. That doesn't, that's, that's not a, not a real thing. thing. Um, and, <laughs> uh, it's one drop is like 10,000 lemons. You do not need that in your body at all. And I've been guilty. Like I've, I've put, I was like, really, you can, okay, I'll try it. Um, the thieves oil. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I just make my own out of the actual real shit? And then it's not so caustic. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put a, I'll, put essential oils in a diffuser and in my candles that I make, but I am not going to fucking put it down my throat and think that that's okay. Well, it is also, not okay. I think I see a lot of, um, people not diluting, like in classes, like one time somebody put peppermint oil on eye pillows and then put the eye pillows on us. And it was like an aromatherapy class. And my fucking face was burning my eye. I couldn't open my eyes. My eyes were burning. I mean, there was literally peppermint essential oil in my eyes. Well, that's what, and that's the other thing you shouldn't have. That should have been around your neck, not on your freaking eyeballs. Like that's not even like literally the most sensitive part of the body. Yeah. Like even if it was diluted, that still should have been more around the neck and you. Well, I see people, um, I love using essential oils. I'll tell people what it is and I'll use it at the beginning of class and I'll tell people what it is. Um, you know, when I bring things back from Bali and like, Hey, I literally bought this from the farmer and saw where it grew, you know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and I, but like, you know, Lang Lang oil, I see, I see yoga teachers use that. And I'm like, Oh, did you know that that causes miscarriages, you know, for your prenatal students or right. you know, there's just, like, there's so many things that like can cause harm. And not to mention some people are, are, um, just have sensitive skin or whatever right. it is. I love essential oils like you and I both do. And I, I have my diffusers going right now with the, the uh, essential oils joy. Um, nice. so I don't know what's all in it, but it's called joy and it makes me fucking happy. So it's <laughs> always going in my house. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's 
that's an interesting thing too. Well, because so many yoga teachers like ourselves use it. And then all of a sudden we're experts because we joined the MLM company, you know, doTERRA or, um, what's the other young living or something like that. And they give you a, a spiel to say, and it's like, you don't really know what's really going on there. And to say that you can drink it safely is just, oh, oh, well, this is the, um, the ingestible kind versus not this one. Well, what's the difference? You just change the label on it. So, um, I don't know. I just, I think when we become quote unquote experts in things like that, we're really playing a dangerous game. Well, let's Um, even back it up to the COVID stuff because this is so relevant. Um, I see gym owner one, you know, a gym owner in particular here. And I see, I see yoga teachers that I've, I've really loved and respected, um, go off the deep end. It's like, um, yeah, you're, you're healthy. So that's great. You know, like this has worked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that if everyone else eats the same diet that you do and does the right same, you know, Pilates regimen or, you know, it's, it's not like, not all bodies are created equal. We all have our own makeup and we have to recognize that, you know, and I think that that's part of the wisdom that we were talking about earlier in the program is, is, you know, as we age, we understand that more. Like, I just thought I was a fucking expert. I was like, Oh my God, because I read everything. I, I consumed so much information. And I, um, I had so many friends that worked as dietitians and I thought I gleaned enough information, but I'll be honest. I hired a dietitian in the last, last year, um, after quarantine, because I was like, I, I need somebody to literally slap food out of my hand and tell me exactly what I need to eat for every meal right now so that I can feel good Mm -hmm. because something happened with my metabolism in the last few years. And I I don't feel good. It's called age. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Um, but no, I, I like my inflammation is so, and I hate, I sound like such a stereotypical, like, you know, like, Oh, I have inflammation. Oh, I have an autoimmune disorder. You know, I, I have, I have something that makes it so that my joints swell and you can physically see it. And, you know, I've had, I've been tested for rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, it's, it's not fun, but I do know that when I have sugar, when I have alcohol, and when I eat like really fatty food, you know, things that are not all like whole and all natural, I get sicker Yeah, and it, and it's, it's not because, um, like I'm more aware of it. I mean, I am more aware of like the correlation, but I've probably always had it. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. But you know, when somebody tells me, oh, if you just do this, you'll be fine. It's like, well, but I, I've, I've done that and I, it do, it's not fine for me. So, because I, I hear that all the time with people with, uh, oh, just do a kachuri. Kachuri, is that what it is? That Ayurvedic remedy where you, yeah, you know, you eat that stuff and, you know, oh, just make I do it every week and it's great and I'm never sick and da, da, da. It's like, one, I don't want to eat that fucking shit. Two, I, I, I just like, I, I know my body better than you do. So back off, you know? Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with trying it. And then if it doesn't work out for you, it's, it is devastating because I know they're when- not an Ayurvedic doctor. Yeah. I fucking Kachuri. I had a therapist that was like, Oh, you know, she was a yoga therapist and she was like, Oh yeah, do this tea and do this thing. And I'm like, you're a fucking therapist. Like, right. I don't think you're allowed to tell me to, to do this every morning with tea, you know? <laughs> 
totally. Yeah. So I don't know, this could be a lot longer conversation, I'm sure. And, um, you know, I think that now more than ever, we need to be discerning about where our information comes from. And like, I mean, what you shared is, I feel a lot more devastating than, you know, me telling somebody to fucking, you know, eat yogurt with every meal or whatever, but it's all the same. It's like, I, you know, we're all just passing off information and, um, it's, it's not, like you said, it's not peer reviewed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes you feel better. Cool. It must be fact. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe it does make you feel better for now, but if you continue, it's most likely might not, or could be damaging, you know, depending on what it is. So yeah, I mean, in my twenties, I loved doing contortionist yoga photos. And now that I'm in my forties, I am exhausted and I just want to sit in Shavasana, you know, like, like, I don't, you know, those, those poses sure look pretty on Instagram, but I'll tell you what, my body feels a lot better not doing them. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I just, I don't know if you just saw my head do that. Like my um, pug, when he, when you say his name, he goes, <laughs> turns his head to the side. Uh, the I don't know. Maybe it was a shadow change or something like that from your, um, your curtain, but it looked like yeah, you, the curtain. your closet door opened or something, but it didn't. So I don't know. No, but did you see my YouTube video where it opened? Uh-uh. Girl, it's insane. <laughs> I think like two YouTube videos ago that like my second to last posting it like in the middle. And I think I even say, I'm like, well, there's my ghost. And I like shut the door. I mean, it fully was latched. And, um, after the whole thing, my assistant was like, that was the scariest. She's like, I almost like jumped out of my skin. Like I almost got up and like left. That's hilarious. Yeah. I did. It didn't, but it was just like, all of a sudden there was some shadow thing that happened. And I was just like, what, what is that back there? But it was her presence. It was nothing apparently. (laughs) I don't think she's in here right now. I think she's upstairs right now. Okay. Yeah. Zoe keeps walking back and forth. Yeah. Zoe's like, yeah. Zoe, my old dog that can't see or hear. She just makes the rounds. She's like, I know where things are in this room, in this room. So I'm not going to run it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway. Wow. This is a fairly short podcast for us. I feel like we're getting good at shortening things up. I don't know. (laughs) Three years later. It's fine. It's fine. What about, are we doing a meditation or, or what? Are you going to do it? Yeah. But what was your, or, or breath work or an asana? Yeah, I know we haven't done asana in a while, but, um, um, let's see. I just, I found, I was like, I just want to do something simple today. Cause I knew it was my turn. So. I like simple. Yeah. So this was just, um, from Thich Nhat Han just doing a mindful breathing meditation. Okay. Yeah. So if you, you know, just take a nice comfy seat or, Um, actually, you know what, before we even say that, let's take it a minute, um, for you to get in that comfy seat. Yeah. So, or you could even lay down in Shavasana if you'd like. So as your body settles and your eyes close, start to bring awareness to your breath, noticing it coming in 
and the breath going out. You can close your eyes or just gaze into nothing and have just a soft gaze if, if you're not really feeling like closing your eyes right now. Just start to follow the breath with your awareness. Follow the breath all the way in, filling up your belly, and then following the breath all the way out and just being more mindful of that presence. We just do it naturally and we never really think about it. Just continuing to practice breathing in and breathing out and feeling it as it passes through either your nostrils or just the warmth coming out of your mouth. And then the next time breathing in, think to yourself, I know I am breathing in. And breathing out, I know I am breathing out. And when those thoughts come up as they do, just acknowledge them, let them drift away and come back into the present moment. I know I am breathing in. I know I am breathing out. And notice the rhythm. Are you breathing in and breathing out at that same number system or is your breathing in a little deeper and you're breathing out a little less. Either one is fine. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Bringing your Awareness to your breath in this way connects your mind and your body and brings you into this present moment. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Take in a few more rounds here. Last inhale, breathing in and letting it all out. fluttering your eyes open if they've been closed. And it's coming back into the room and back into your awareness. 
I think Sarah fell asleep. <laughs> I loved that narration too. Um, I even felt myself on the exhale smile when you said, when I exhale, I smile. I like, and then I was like, it actually almost pulled me out for a second. I was like, wait, did I just smile? <laughs> I know. I, when I saw that before, um, I was going to say before our show <laughs> that, that I was like, Ooh, I smile. I don't know. That's cheesy, but I, I, yeah, I really did too, because there's been, I mean, we really haven't smiled a lot in the last year and just to remind yourself to, to do that. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. Just, just by that action. So yeah, I like that. Just something simple, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we, I think that we're, we overcomplicate everything. And I, I appreciate that. That was just nice and it, because it makes it accessible that way. Yeah. Meditation like, is for everyone. And I, you know, Jeannie made some good points when we were talking to her a few weeks back and, um, I, you know, like w- what we know to be meditation isn't really meditation, but just the ability for us to kind of like hone in and go who, you know, like right here, like, this is what my focus. Yeah. I think so important because that's kind of the gateway drug to really learning how to truly meditate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that you could do for one minute in the morning, you could totally, you know, it doesn't take an hour to do, you can, you know, wake up and do that or before bed or when you're stressed out at work and you can just take that minute and focus on your breathing and it'll just change your perspective completely. So, um, I also want to point out that I felt like my room got really warm and I don't know if you noticed that my Peloton turned on behind me in the middle of that. She it turned ghost, on my ghost came in. Yeah. She turned on the Peloton. When I said, I don't think she's here right after that. She turned it on. She's like, bitch, I'm exercising. She's like, I'm right here. <laughs> you haven't done any cardio all week. What's going on? Hey, let me turn this thing on for you. <laughs> Is that crazy? Oh, that's what the you need to turn it on is to hit this button. Oh right my back gosh. There. And it, oh. it turned on and I, I, you saw me, I've just been sitting here. Oh, it, it, yeah. I thought that was just like a reflection from outside, but now I see it now that it's, yeah, it was screen in my Peloton. Isn't that weird? Whoa, I think that happens all the time here. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your, your, um, guided imagery today. Thank you so much. Thanks. And I want to remind everyone to rate, review, share, uh, what else are we supposed to say? <laughs> All the things, but we have a professional one that'll say that. Oh yeah. So I don't have to say any of this. Bye. No. <laughs> yeah. I got to go, um, uh, rub some ointment on my new tattoo. So gotta go. Yeah, it's right between your titties, right? It is. It's just lower. It's, it's a, a titty tat. Woo! Yeah, it's good. Um, you should probably post that on our, on our Facebook and Instagram. So that <laughs> people can it's really beautiful. It looks really good. Thanks. It's all crusty right now. So, Oh, those are the best. I know. I know. I'm, I'm antsy. I'm getting one next week. Nice. So excited about it. Yay. All right. Well, I love you. Thanks for the potting. Yeah. It was <laughs> a good potting. time. <laughs> I'm going to go drink another Bud Light salsa. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to go have some more tea. <laughs> Oh, well, have a wonderful, wonderful time. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been Namaste and Rose. I'm Tally. I'm Sarah. Bye. We just did this thing. Bye. Bye.
Hey, this is Tally. And this is Sarah. We're from Namaste and Rosé. And we're here to tell you how you can support the podcast so that we can keep getting episodes up and going every week for you. You can most definitely join us on Patreon or Anchor and donate just a few bucks from your spare change in your car or your yoga mat bag. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to share us with your friends. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.